The following program contains elements of programming that are previously recorded and may appear as live. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by 8 Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Welcome back to another edition of Hope Reigns, a broadcast of 8 Days of Hope. The number 8 in the Bible means new beginnings, and for the last 18 years... Eight Days of Hope has helped 9,500 families rebuild their homes for free in the aftermath of natural disasters. We also have launched multiple arms like our mass feeding arm. We provide food to those in need after power outages and again, disasters. And then a safe house ministry where we currently are building a $7.5 million campus in Ohio that will be used for girls, for children who've been rescued from sex trafficking. Halfway done, we'll be opening that up in June 1st. And today, you're going to be hearing a little bit more about 8 Days of Hope as my name is Steve Tiber, and I'm hanging out with our co-host, Mike Fiella. Mike? Good, good day. How are you? Good ya? morning. I'm doing great. Yeah. This, this thing is... You look good. Well, well, thank you. You I look feel, thin. I feel good. Are you thinning out? Uh, just just a little. <laughs> um, we finally finished all those cookies oh, from I Christmas know. and everything else. That and, was tough. Oh. But, you know, it's not just Christmas. It's like the two weeks after. Well, we, we got some leftovers. And, hey, bring the family over and let's go, you know. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Let's do it up. Let's oh, do it up. Oh, goodness. Um, so excited for today, Mike. Mm. Um, this upcoming week, next week is a big week. On Wednesday, we are going to be announcing our plans. It's happening, yes, everybody. Yes, yes, yes. Eight Days of Hope 20. We've been teasing you for about a week on our Facebook page, on Instagram, and YouTube. But on Wednesday, the 24th, we are going to be announcing Eight Days of Hope 20. And we're going to, can't tell you yet. Oh, <laughs> I almost had I was, you there. I was just ready to see. You're, you're like, are we going to Tennessee? Are we going to Hawaii? Are we going to Texas? Where are we going? Uh, but we're going to let you know on Wednesday. And so Wednesday, our website will open up for volunteering. And we've only got about a six-week window. So that's why we've been Ooh. teasing with the dates. But the dates are March 9th to March 16th. And we've got some surprises for you as well. This is going to be, we've never, we're going to do something on this trip we've never done before, Mike. Hmm. And I can't tell you yet what it's all about, but I can on Wednesday. Do you realize that they're lining up out of the studio when we get out of here? They're going to be, what's going on? I know that. No, no, no. I know. I'm excited. I don't even know if all of our staff 100% knows. We're really trying to keep some things on the on the down low. Now, of course, our staff knows where we're going. They know the date's March 9th to March 16th. But this is a rebuild trip. A rebuild trip is where we our goal is to help 100 families rebuild their homes in just eight, eight days. days. Amazing. Think extreme makeover. Mm. But with 100 homes, not one. Oh, my. And and no, we don't have any buses. Mm-hmm. And Mike, your hair, you still have hair. Praise God, right? We both still have hair. But your, your our hair is not looking too cool these days. Right? But we're, How does that tie it, in? Because it's string makeover. Do you oh, remember that oh, movie? Oh, that's right. Ty, that's right. he come out, he had like the coolest that, hair. Yeah, And right. like, move that bus. Move, move that, that bus. And then yeah. the guy with the cool hair who only yeah. was really there for about an hour during that whole uh, week-long well, recovery. That's not us. Uh, no, 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 we're there. We're there for all ideas. But again, if, if you don't know... Um, you can sign up for email alerts. Just go to 8daysofhope.com, submit your email address, and you will get an email on Wednesday. So if you missed the live uh, uh, Facebook Live 
or if you miss uh, the announcement, you'll know that day where we're going and our website will be ready with the FAQs. We're family friendly. Our hope and goals, we're going to do some painting, some drywall, some roofing, some tree removal. We need less skilled volunteers that can make sandwiches and to carry drywall and pick up people from the airport and pull tree limbs to the front of the road. Uh, but we're going to let you know where we're going. But this is a special place, Mike. Mm. It is a special place, yeah, and it'll all make sense on Wednesday. I'm telling you, 18 years of ministry, and we're approaching number 20. Yes. What What are you, what are you thinking? Trip. What are you feeling? How do you? You? you it, it's just got to be an amazing thing knowing that the first phone call, the first one, yeah. you know, phone call from your dad, and 18 years later, uh, eight of ministry and number 20. Our 23 bill trip. You know, our first one, Mike, the, the thought was my dad and I and a couple buddies would, would go help somebody out. And he was going to find two, three, four people. I was going to find two, three, four people. It was our smallest trip by far, but 684 people came up. That's amazing. Now, yeah. if you time that number by a thousand, that's how many volunteers have traveled with us now. I mean, we're going to, we're going to, this year we'll hit our 60th thousand volunteer. Oh my that oh, many people on. have, you know, because we have four different arms. We have a rapid response arm that goes right. anywhere really quick. This year we've been in Clarksville, Tennessee with the tornadoes. Uh, next time there's a flood or a hurricane, we're there like the next day. We have a mass feeding arm. If you like to make food, mm-hmm. you work in the kitchen, maybe you've owned a restaurant. Uh, maybe you've never worked in the food industry, but you love uh, making salads and, and chicken and food. And there's a spot for you. Email us at info at eight days of hope.com. And, and we will let you know when the next training session is, but our mass feeding arm and then our, our safe house arm, mm-hmm. you know, we now are on our 14th project. We've partnered with the Tim Tebow foundation, uh, not today in Indianapolis, Frank and Linda Reich's ministry, Frank, a former NFL coach. Uh, but we've worked all over the country right now. We're building a campus. Mike, this campus is the largest, this facility, 30 acres of land in Ohio, and it's going to open up in June. We're about, we're over halfway done. And when did it start? It started in April. Okay. We go for two weeks a month. We took January and February off because of the weather. Oh, my, my. But this campus will provide a safe place for children, girls, who've been rescued from sex trafficking. Mm. Now, think about that. We haven't talked about this in a while. Sex trafficking is real. It's the fastest growing crime in the world. If you didn't see Sound of Freedom, go rent it. Go to Prime or, or go rent it. I was going to say go to Blockbuster, but they're not around anywhere, right? <laughs> no. But rent it. Go watch Sound of Freedom and you will be changed. Maybe mm. you think, well, yeah, this happens down in New Orleans and New York City and Las Vegas. It's a third world you know, issue. It's an issue everywhere. It's the fat next to the drug tra- the drug market trafficking is is it's out of control and mainly due to pornography mike yeah absolutely because pornography is available everywhere now mm-hmm. oh yeah i mean on your tablet on, on your my phone, phone everywhere right. yeah you know and these kids some of them are stumbling on it or are being tricked they click on a link and and next thing you know you know Six months later, they're addicted to porn, Hmm. and it's driving their behaviors. And unfortunately, trafficking is real. But when children are rescued, they come to these facilities, and they get emotional, physical, and spiritual help, Mike. Mm -hmm. And so Safe Harbor is the name of the ministry we partner with. And maybe you are gifted, and you're a framer. Or maybe you know how to do drywall. Or maybe you're a professional painter. You need to be skilled to go to our safe houses. And there is a background check. Mm. Because sure. we need to know that every sure. volunteer, and, and I get it, people, you know, God is, he's a redeeming God, mm-hmm. but but we have to, 
take an extra step of protection responsibility yeah, um, on these campuses. So you need to be 18. There's a background check. Uh, but once you pass that background check, you'll be invited. It's free whenever you serve with us. We provide the food and the lodging, and you will be changed forever working on one of these facilities. And, and let me back up a little bit, Steve, um, as far as the trafficking itself. Um, I've, I've got seven grandkids, and even the, the three-year-old is on a phone at some time. And she said to me the other day, Grampy, would you download? The three-year-old saying, would you download a game or something like that? Mm-hmm. That's where we have to be monitoring what are our children, mom and dad. Find out what your children mm. are looking at and what sites they're visiting. When they're gaming at home in their, in their room by themselves or with a friend, who are they meeting online? This is where a lot of that, if not most of it, uh, happens. So, it, 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 And it's happening. Some of these kids are being groomed. You know, they think they've like befriended like a 17-year-old cute boy that lives the next town over, and it's a 35-year-old trafficker. Mm Mm-hmm. Or, or it's 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 an impersonator, and and some of these kids, you know, there was a case just recently, a, not a case, but a sad situation. A young man in in Mississippi, mm-hmm. good kid, goes to youth group, captain of his football team. I mean, very seldom caused any problems for his family. Just made the right decisions, but he sent a picture of himself to somebody mm. uh, after thinking he was talking to a girl, and they blackmailed him, and 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 just. By, by that communication, right. Mike, he committed suicide mm. because he couldn't believe he was Please. so embarrassed. He felt like he didn't have a way out. He didn't. Right. And, and that's what these traffickers are doing. They're trying to find ways to um, groom and control our kids and, mm. and trick them. Mm-hmm. And yes, there are some runaways and there are some foster kids who leave the system. And, 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 then, and then, of course, there's, there's girls that think they're being loved by a new boyfriend and they've met and they don't realize he's got a hidden motive. Mm-hmm. So again, if you're interested in learning more about any of those ministries, go to eight days of hope.com and sign up for our email alerts. You can also now get text alerts. Yes. And here's the great thing. We don't blow up your phone. Mm-hmm. We won't blow up your email, but if you want to, if you want to be in the know instantly, whenever we make an announcement. So on Wednesday in the morning, I think at 10 or 11 central time, haven't nailed that down yet. We're going to have a press conference in the city that we are going to be supporting March 9th to March 16th. Eight Days of Hope 20 is happening, and we're announcing it this Wednesday on on the 24th. Hmm. But if you sign up for our text alerts, literally, literally, when we turn on the microphone and look in the cameras... <laughs> You're going to get a text to tell you where we're at, where we're going, awesome. what we're doing. Awesome. So here's how you get our text alerts. Text the word HOPE, H-O-P-E, to the number 86373. Eight, so do it right now. Pull out your phone. We'll, we'll give you a minute. Go find your phone. Oh, that's right. It's in your hand. All right. <laughs> text the word HOPE, H-O-P-E, to the numbers 86373. 86373. And you now have just signed up for our text alerts. It's that easy. Yeah, and I'll, I'll testify to what you just said. Well, of course, I've been signed up since we opened it up, and, you know, it's just very informational, and it you, you don't get over-text. No, no. We don't blow it up. No, no, no we're not going to do that, because you're just going to opt out anyways. We don't want you to opt out. <laughs> no. Come on, man. We want you in. We that's want right. you all in. <laughs> we, 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 all we, in. We all want in. you to be a part of it. That's right. <laughs> but that's all coming this week on Wednesday. So excited uh, for that. 
one last thing. Did, did you know, Mike, we have, we have a podcast on Spotify mm-hmm. and Apple iTunes. They, they still have iTunes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just checking. Okay. Uh, any, anyways, <laughs> if if you like what you hear every every morning, uh, you know most of the country listens to us at 11 Central, 12 noon, except upstate New York and Southern Ontario. Uh, share our podcast and let people know what God is doing um, through Eight Days of Hope. That is one exciting thing to do. Yeah, let's talk about our guests today. We got some amazing okay, guests. So we go. have partners, they cover our fixed costs. We now have 20 of them. Well, one of our first ones was the Schumacher Foundation. They're based out of Louisiana. And our first guest today will be Erica Ray. She is one of the leaders of the Schumacher Foundation. She'll be talking a little bit about our partnership, our partnership, sorry about that. And, and just the relationship and why they feel it's important to partner with us. And then later uh, in this hour, We've got some training coming up this week in Tupelo, Mississippi. Mike, we have over 300 volunteer leaders now. We do. Just think, Mike, five years ago, we had eight volunteer leaders. We now have over 300, and about 150 of them Mm. are coming to Tupelo, Mississippi this week to go through intense training. That's exciting. Yes, and and you know what's great? These people had to pay their own way to get there. Now, once they got there, we're going to provide food and lodging, but they're so passionate about eight days old, they're going to come and... So we're going to be talking to Dennis Millsaps a little bit about that training. No, no, didn't this jump from only... Just a year ago, we had 100. Two years ago, I think we had 109. I think last year we had 211. 200, that's right. And now this year, over 300 volunteers. Oh, nice. 100 plus a year. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Exciting. Amazing. Really excited to have them uh, today as well. So, again, the big announcement is on Wednesday, the 24th. Hope you um, sign up for our, our, our email alerts or our text alerts. And uh, we'll be back in just a minute. Thanks for joining us. You listen to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Hey, friends of Eight Days of Hope. Did you know that human trafficking is the fastest growing crime across the globe? Traffickers are turning an estimated profit of over $150 billion annually. And as awareness of this horrific crime increases, survivors are looking for support as they exit a life of unimaginable hurt and brokenness. At Eight Days of Hope, we are humbled to come alongside ministries that are serving survivors across the United States. We help build or renovate facilities to ensure that those rescued can receive the emotional, physical, and spiritual healing that they desperately need. We are looking for volunteers who are skilled in construction to join us as we work together to end human trafficking. If you love roofing, own a drywalling company, consider yourself a carpenter, or are generally handy, we could use your help. You must be 18 and older and pass a background check to serve with this arm of the ministry. To get involved, email us at safehouse at 8daysofhope.com. That's safehouse at 8daysofhope.com. Eight Days of Hope is thankful for ministry partners like Provia, a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia's mission is to serve by caring for details, and each employee strives to do that every day. Provia combines automation and human craftsmanship in creating your doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More about Provia's mission and products can be found at Provia.com. That's P-R-O-V-I-A dot com. When this broken world is breaking me down When my tears and knees both fall to the ground
That's Tasha Layton singing a very popular song called The Never, mm. uh, number one hit for, for our friend Tasha. She's amazing, goes to a lot of the Christian music festivals that we're a part of. Um, thank you, uh, thankful for her. Mike, uh, Steve Tiber with Mike Fell here on Hope Reigns. Mike, we've got a special guest. You know, our partners really help us make things go. And this partner, there's, there's probably American Family Radio and this partner, the Schumacher Foundation, mm-hmm. who have been with us the longest or have been the most influential Exciting. in the growth of Eight Days of Hope. And today, our guest is Erica Ray. She is the CEO of the William C. Schumacher uh, Family Foundation based in Lafayette, Louisiana. Erica, thank you for joining Hope Reigns. Welcome. Good morning. So, Erica, you know, the relationship between the Schumacher Foundation and Eight Days Hope really goes back. There was a flood in Lafayette, Louisiana, and we deployed thousands of volunteers and helped families rebuild their homes for free and really fell in love with, with Dr. Kip and the family and the whole team there. And I know that's before you joined them, but just fast forward, Hurricane Harvey then hit in 2018, and the Schumacher Foundation helped us raise over a million dollars to buy equipment. Uh, the the shower trailers, the laundry trailers, the dehumidifiers and fans to bring relief to families in Houston. We were there for three eight-day outreaches. We, we were there for 10 weeks after the hurricane. And then you joined in 2020. You're currently the CEO. And so um, you have a, a big part in this relationship. But uh, the Schumacher Foundation, why, why does the Schumacher, in your mind, why does the foundation exist and why is it so important for the Schumacher Family Foundation to be instrumental, not just in Lafayette, Louisiana, Louisiana, but across the country with Eight Days of Hope? So, Steve, uh, Dr. Schumacher, by training and experience, is an um, emergency room physician. So uh, bringing people together in disaster, post-disaster, fits right into his wheelhouse. Um, he... Um, in 2018, started the foundation, and we're so we're a relatively new foundation. One of the things that we we do know is that we love to bring people together mm-hmm. um, for for good causes. So we our our intent is to be a catalyst to bring people together to do great things. So that is eight days of hope, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we, we formed a partnership with you because we see you you do great work as you bring people together. Hmm. So Erica, t- tell us a little bit, uh, you're the CEO. What does a, a day look like to you? <laughs> what does a CEO do? <laughs> yeah, tell me, help me out here. Well, an interesting fact is that I spent 25 years in healthcare. Um, I'm a doctor of audiology, and so I had a private practice with several locations throughout Louisiana. And so my practice and um, went into the corporate world. I think you guys can probably appreciate Mm -hmm. this for a couple of years in the Pacific Northwest and really felt called to service. And so in 2019, just prior to COVID, Dr. Schumacher you know, called me and offered me a position with the foundation. And I thought it was because of, um, you know, that the business know-how or, you know, all the things you would think of, like, here's my resume. I, I did great things, right, in, in, the, in the corporate world and in private practice and business. And it wasn't even that stuff he was really interested in. It mm. was he thought I brought people together and that was important to him. Right. And so that's how I ended up in the foundation. And in 2020, of course, COVID, um, you know, 
came on right as I moved back. And, you know, 2020 for us, there were several, you know, local, you know, disasters with the hurricanes. And we also went into full mode with deploying PPE. So we were able to import millions and millions of pieces of PPE and distribute it across hospitals, nursing homes, schools across the state of Louisiana, and really nationally, because Dr. Schumacher's um, company is a national healthcare organization that could not get PPE in the early days of COVID. Right, right. And, so no, and, and, no that, one, and no one could. I mean, you just, correct. I mean, it was like gold. Mm. Um, but go ahead, Eric, I'm sorry. So, no, so we, we pivoted, of course, you know, at the time we, we did have educational initiatives, but we pivoted. That's, that's, I think that's the biggest, you know, you asked about a day in the life of the CEO of the foundation. And, you know, we really have to be nimble. And, and that's one mm. of the things about Dr. Schumacher and his leadership as a founder of the foundation is that we really, when, when people call, we move into action, whether it's education or disaster, uh, even technology. We've done some really amazing things um, for education in the technology space. Talking to Erica Ray, she's the CEO of the uh, William C. Schumacher Family Foundation and one of the partners of 8 Days of Hope that really allows us to, to move quickly. Um, I, I know that you don't know this, Erica, because you weren't with the foundation in 2018, but we were in Houston. Uh, Dr. Kipp helped us raise over a million dollars. And you know, the line I use a lot, Mike, we're better together. Mm-hmm. Dr. Kipp is amazing. Dr. Schumacher, he's amazing at connecting people mm-hmm. and, and he, you know, shares the heartbeat behind the need. And then people, they trust him. Mm-hmm. They've seen, uh, you know, how these dollars have, not just doubled or tripled, but it's like a domino effect once. And and, and I'm, I'm going to get to the story. So Dr. Schumacher helped us raise over a million dollars and we, we end up buying all this equipment. I mean, a boat, we mm-hmm. bought F-350s, we bought okay. Bobcats, bucket trucks. I mean, we went to Houston after Harvey and if I felt like it was my second home. Oh, really? I mean, it was so much, I'd gone to Houston so many times, I'd go to Nashville to get my car and the lady <laughs> says, you're back again. Oh, I my. said, is it cheaper just to rent by, you know, by the quarter? But, um, <laughs> but doctor, so we're there, Mike, and Hurricane Michael hmm. hits Panama City, Florida. Okay. We're there doing a rebuild trip hmm. and Dr. Schumacher calls me. So Steve, what's the plan? I said, well, Dr. Kip, we're, we're, we're in, in, again, his full name, Dr. Kip Schumacher. So if I go back and forth, that's what I, I always call him, Dr. Kip. But um, he, I said, well, we're in Houston. There's 4,692 of us right now rebuilding 808 homes because of your so generosity. <laughs> and, and you're asking me, what do we do tomorrow in Panama City? And, and he said, well, what's the bottleneck? And Erica, this is what I love about your organization, the Schumacher Family Foundation. He wanted to know what the bottleneck was. And I said, well, all of our equipment is here, Dr. Kip. We, you know, we have over a million dollars of equipment here, and we can't leave here to go. So he goes, well, what are you going to need? Oh, my. And I said, well, okay, if we were to send a team there, we need to buy another F-350. Another, we got to put another rapid response trailer together. We're going to have to buy two more Bobcats, and, mm-hmm. and we're going to have to buy at least one, maybe two bucket trucks. Mm-hmm. And, and we only have one feeding unit. We're going to have to do something creative there. He goes, what's it going to cost? I mean, Erica, he didn't, he didn't blink. And, and I said, well, 
to be candid with you, um, I'm always ready for these conversations. And I walked them down. Well, a truck's going to cost $72,000. A fee unit is $109,000. I gave him less. He goes, um, give me an hour and let's see where this all goes. I, he called me back an hour later, Erica, and says, I think we can help you raise at least half, if not more, of those funds. And I said, Dr. Kip, if you're committing that half of those monies will be raised, we'll step out in faith and we'll go ahead and buy the equipment today. So, Mike, I'm in Houston. Erica, I'm in Houston. And our team, we three of us go in another room and we're buying equipment. We're buying hundreds of thousands of dollars of equipment because he saw a need and he responded. Erica, I don't know if you're used to that, but I'm not. That was a one off, but that was like a wow moment. He's a convener. He's a convener. Mm. He's a visionary. He, um, you know, it's, it's kind of funny because I'm, I'm very linear in my thinking, right? I'm going to get us <laughs> from here to there. Right. It makes me great at execution and operations. And <laughs> the first like two weeks, I, it was COVID and we were in a conference room. We could, you know, no one was coming in and uh, it was like being on the holodeck on one of the space shows with him because that's how he thinks. And he thinks uh, scalable. He thinks large. You know, it's our you know it's our job on our end to figure out how how to make all the pieces happen. Mm. But he's he's going to get that top level stuff done. We love matching grants, Steve. You've been able to mm-hmm. really you know uh, be able to um, raise the other half. And on, on our end, we are able to get other partners who believe in the work to um, put up the matching grant. And that's what he does, Mike. Yeah. And so, you know, Doctor, I, I mean, I think the amount, I, I could be wrong, but I think the amount was like $600,000. Mm-hmm. And, and that might be a little bit high. Maybe it was 520 or 550. I can look but to my still, emails. I mean, that's, so, are you so, kidding me? And you know what? Within an hour, he came back and said, done. I've got half of yeah. that, and if I can get more, I'll get you more, but I got half of that. Do you know, Mike, <laughs> My goodness. while we were in Houston, we left Houston on a Saturday after being there, helped 808 families rebuild their homes, mm-hmm. but on Thursday and Friday, we had some volunteers putting these units together that we bought while we were in Houston, <laughs> delivered to Houston, Amazing. and while we were in Houston, the 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 convoy was headed to Panama City. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And if you had told me... <laughs> Steve, I'll bet you $1 to a million dollars that mm-hmm. you're going to be in Panama City, Florida while you're in Houston. I'm like, you're crazy, Mike. We've never yeah, done How happen. do you do yeah, that? Yeah. We don't we don't have 600 grand in the bank to go buy this equipment. We're trying to <laughs> we're trying to raise the 2.1 million we needed for that outreach in Houston where we did 15 million dollars work, but Dr. Kip Schumacher and this foundation, they're amazing. Erica, how, how do you keep up with them? And, and I know you guys balance each other, right? I mean, I I work with teams and stuff. But your foundation is truly a mover and a shaker. Do you ever get bored? <laughs> no, no boredom's not. No. Boredom's not not no. in my wheelhouse. <laughs> no, you probably no. sit on the edge of your, your your chair every time, going, "What's coming next? What's coming oh my next?" Gosh. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh my gosh, Erica, tell us a little bit about some of the work you guys have done in Louisiana with some of the school systems, and you know we've done some things, Mike, actually with them and around the country with schools uh-huh. and churches. But uh, share a little bit about what you've done with some of the school systems. Absolutely. So we, um, you know, again, Dr. Schumacher met Tracy Beal, and I don't know if you've met Tracy Beal. She's uh, the founder of School Connect in Arizona, mm-hmm. and um, she 
you know, it's a community engagement model. It's it's not an, you know, it's community engagement around the schools has been around for a long time. But there there was a way that she organized this model and was able to support us. And we, we founded an, an initiative. And now this initiative called Love Our Schools is actually its own 501c3. Mm-hmm. And what the model is, is that we, we started in the uh, high-need school bringing the whole community together around the principal. So uh, faith groups, government, businesses, um, uh, parents, and other community members, you know, meet monthly. But it's it's all the things that the schools needed, um, you know, the teachers support, the principal, the kids. And we were able to um, – there's 46 schools in the Lafayette Parish School System with 33,000 students. And that's Lafayette, and, we, Lu- and that's Lafayette, Louisiana. Yeah, Lafayette, Louisiana. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we are in um, 23 schools at the moment, planning wow. on, you know, d- finishing up the the other half. And you have 50 and 60 community members coming together to love on a school, uh, based on what the principal decides the needs are. So we've we've been able to bring people uh, in Lafayette around the public school system in the communities. In fact, we have, um, it's it, you know, we were looking for a revenue source for, for this entity, and we had a local builder, manual builder, step up, build a house from, from ground up, wow. brand new home, and we, we, you know, sold raffle tickets for $25 a piece, which made, um, you know, it available to just about everyone. And so uh, we've done that. This is this will be the third year. We're getting ready to start the builds on the house. And the f- two families that won were, you know, just wonderful, beautiful, great mm-hmm. story behind each family, deserving. And so that was that was one of the initiatives that we, you know, we spent a lot of time and effort into. And then during COVID, you know, we had a lot of different initiatives going on. But one, you know, because kids couldn't get online and, you know, across the country, across the world. So we um, we partnered and we went to like different places across you know the country and basically we stood up the first uh, Wi-Fi 6.0 international network across a two and a half mile radius in Lafayette. So each student now can can go anywhere in their house or in the in the street in the yard, open up their Chromebook and they have the extension of the school day mm-hmm. and um, that's that's the first international Wi-Fi. I mean, I'm looking at Mike and and Mike is like mouthing the word wow to me because Mike, you know, talk about thinking outside the box, you know, when COVID, you know, hit our country, hit the world, PPE products were, were, were in such a huge need. And so the foundation goes out and, and, and purchases a a place where they can provide Mm -hmm. across the country, some of those products and, and yet doing things in a local school, you know, something I always take for granted is, you know, ever since Wi-Fi was available in the world where you can buy something, put it in your house, I've always had right. Wi-Fi. Sure. There's so many families around America that Just can't don't. afford or don't have access to Wi-Fi. Right. And here's the Schumacher Foundation coming up with a solution. What are you not right. involved in? <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, my god. This goodness. is why her life's not bored. <laughs> She's never bored, man. Let's go. Love it. You know, and then the way Dr. Schumacher thinks on scale is we hear about a, a really cool program that, like, the Kiwanis are doing this uh, Rewards for Reading program. And so he met with the, the, the Kiwanis Club. And there's three Kiwanis Clubs in Lafayette, so there's several in Louisiana. He hears this great idea, and he says um, – 
we got we have to spread the word. Everyone has to be doing this, you know, and we were in a meeting when he heard about it. So, of course, now we have like a team in China from from the whole COVID import PPE days. You know, we actually ended up kind of spinning off into an import company, you know, <laughs> based on all the need to make it get it done. And so I said to him, I said, okay, do you want me to get bikes? You know, he's like containers of bikes. Let's bring them in. And I said, do you want them for, for Lafayette? And he was like, yeah, no, I want them from the state of Louisiana. Everyone, everyone needs the opportunity <laughs> for a bike. Why you know? not? Why not? <laughs> oh my gosh. Love it. Love it. You yeah. know, th- this, check this out, Erica, this week, a hundred, you know, eight days of hope. When, when I met Dr. Kip Schumacher, we had eight volunteer leaders. Do you know that the training center at our national headquarters, which is named after Dr. Kip Schumacher and the Family Foundation, we're going to have over, this year, we're going to have over 300 volunteer leaders. And this upcoming week, they're being trained at our national headquarters, Tupelo, Mississippi, so they can go out and love and serve the brokenhearted in 2024. And so I know we have a picture of Dr. Kip in the training room. It's named after him. He was there when we when we kind of, uh, you know, uh, uh, cut the the ribbon and the open ribbon, up the headquarters. Right. Uh, but this week, that training facility and that center named after him, it's going to be full for like five straight days. So just know that um, uh, it'll be seen by many, and, and that's not why he does anything. But it just, it's just the true testimony of who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that even at the end of last year, Mike, you know, Dr. Schumacher reached out to us, and and I know we're not a hundred percent done counting, you know, all the year-end donations right. and things, but trying to help us to expand the ministry with mm-hmm. more equipment for our mass feeding arm and mm-hmm. and for our safe house ministry, the seven and a half million dollar campus we're building in Ohio. Erica, thank you so much for all that you and the Family Foundation yes. uh, does for not only us but so many others around the country. What drives you, Erica, as we wrap this up? What drives you in the foundation to continue to look for ways to help those in need? Just a heart for service, Steve. Just a heart for service and, you know, sharing the blessings that, you know, we have been given, you know, so freely and and helping to bring people together. Um, and that, And that's really, that's really it. Yeah. And and that's what they do so well, Mike. Mm, they bring absolutely. people together. I say this all the mm-hmm. time. When organizations set aside their maybe hidden motives. Mm. And 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 I've and I've shared this with Mike, probably year number 3 4, you know, start feeling pretty good about 8 days of hope. Mm. It's not about 8 days of hope. It's no, about God no, moving through no. his people. And when you work together with other organizations, so much more can be accomplished for the for for the good. For those in need. And so, um, you know, again, I just love what the, the Dr. Kip Schumacher Family Foundation does. Thank you, Erica, for your partnership, for the resources that you continue to look for ways to send our way. We, we appreciate that. Please say hello to everyone there. And thank you so much for, again, for being an unbelievable, wonderful partner. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it, Steve. Uh, appreciate all the work you do. Thank you. Erica Ray, the CEO of the William C. Schumacher Family Foundation. Mike, I know we're a little bit late for break, but talk about finding ways to connect the dots. No one, I'm telling you, Mike, I'm not going to drop any names. God has allowed me to enter into some unique relationships with people that are known around the country, even around the world. Mm-hmm. They're probably the best at helping organizations sure. connect to each other. Absolutely. He, he's, he's the great connector of dots. He is. Mm-hmm. And, and and he'll take no credit. 
he'll pass it on to everyone else, but this is who he is. There's two things that Erica said, and I know that has impacted your life because that's how you uh, run Eight Days of Hope. These two words, well, these two expressions, better together and pivot. <laughs> We've got to pivot sometimes to get the job done, and we can't be. We, we got to think out of the box, and we need to do that as we work together. Amen, amen. And again, excited this upcoming week. Actually, our next guest is going to be Dennis Millsap. He's one of the leaders. He'll be traveling to Tupelo to go through the training. And these are volunteer leaders. They pay their own way. They buy their own plane tickets. They they you know pay for their own gas. Now when they get there, they. They sleep with, you know, in the facility we provide and we feed them, but they're going to be trained at the Schumacher yes. Family Foundation training yes. facility. So we're excited for that. I was there when it opened up and I'm looking forward to going Amen. back at it at some point to check it out again. Amen. Hey, before we go to break, Wednesday's the day. We're just a couple days away. We're announcing eight days of hope 20. It is happening yes. March 9th to March 16th. We're so excited to tell you that we're going to, can't tell you. But I will Wednesday. I will Wednesday. Wednesday morning, we are going to tell you where we're going. Slip up there, and and we're going to have another unique announcement. And within that announcement, you will not want to miss this trip. We're going to do something we've never done before during Eight Days Hope for eighteen years. Make sure you tune in on Wednesday. (laughs) I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Thanks for joining us. Pray for us. Uh, volunteer with us, donate. Go to 8daysofhope.com, 8daysofhope.com. Make a donation today. Our partners cover our fixed cost, but we are going to have to raise hundreds of thousands of dollars to do this trip in March, and um, we would appreciate your generosity. 8daysofhope.com. Hey, thanks for listening. My name is Steve, hanging out with Mike. When we come back, Dennis Millsap will be with us. You're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of 8 Days of Hope. Hey friends of 8 Days of Hope, this is Kim Lackey, your 8 Days of Hope Buffalo Director. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. We cannot do all that God has called us to do without your prayers, volunteering, and donations. We cherish your involvement and we are so excited to share a free gift with you simply for being a supporter of the ministry. We have partnered with Free Will to provide you with the opportunity to leave a legacy of hope for generations to come while securing a stable future for your loved ones. We hope you take advantage of this amazing partnership and the ability to create your legal will. It's 100% free to you and most people finish in 20 minutes or less. Free Will also offers the opportunity to help you make a smart gift to support the efforts of 8 Days of Hope. That's a donation of stocks, QCDs, DAFs, or crypto. To learn more about how you can utilize this resource or to make a smart gift today, please visit 8daysofhope.com. That's 8daysofhope.com. Your support leaves a kingdom impact for the brokenhearted. Eight Days of Hope is supported by a combination of donations from listeners and business partners like Provia. Provia is a manufacturer of residential doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. Provia is committed to serving their customers and sharing Christ in order to let our light shine before others so they may see our good works and give glory to our Father who is in heaven. More about Provia and their products at provia.com.
Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Steve Tiber hanging out with Mike Fiala. So thankful for Erica Ray, the CEO of the Schumacher Family Foundation, uh, being with us. But Mike, as as we've shared during this broadcast and others, this year over 300 volunteer leaders now, uh, just in five years, from eight to 300, travel the country and they and they really lead the ministry. Oh, they do, and it's amazing the giftings and the talents that they have and you know the fact that you you put them out there and, and let them do what they do and they do it in excellence you know and there is training they have to go through and of course they have to have the proper equipment and and the same the processes and safety and and how do you pick what family you're serving all that one of our leaders this guy's amazing i can't wait to bring him on matter of fact i'm gonna bring him on now dennis Millsap has been a part of eight days Hope for multiple years dennis welcome to hope reigns a broadcast of eight days of hope how are you I'm doing great, Steve. Thanks. I hope you guys had a good Christmas and a new year. We did. Now that feels like three months ago. Yeah, <laughs> but, I was just going to say. But it, but it was only like three weeks ago. Did we have Christmas? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we, did. We, we did. We haven't had much snow where we live, Mike, so it, it, it did feel a little bit different. But Dennis, how long have you been a part of Eight Days of Hope and how long have you been a volunteer leader? Oh, my goodness. Um <laughs> I started after the tornadoes came through Smithville, Mississippi. So that's probably got that's got to be what fifteen years ago. Yeah, a long time. Two thousand eleven. So you're on year number fourteen. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been quite a ride. I'll have to say. <laughs> And, and a volunteer leader, I mean, of course, you volunteer for the first time. You have to volunteer a couple times. You get nominated, and then you say yes. How many years have you been wearing that blue shirt showing that you're a leader with Eight Days of Hope? Um, I think I'm trying to remember uh, when that happened. It was after uh, Hurricane Florence. Okay. Again, the, the dates kind of escaped me, but uh, down in Hurricane Florence, after that came through in New Bern, uh, we were down there, and my wife and I were helping out in the office, and uh, – and we were still wearing yellow shirts, and somebody said, "How come you guys are doing the administrative part and you're in yellow shirts?" And I said, "I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> and just for the listeners out there, on our rapid response arm, all of our volunteers wear yellow shirts, and not because it's a power thing, but when they have a question or they need wisdom or someone to take the lead, the blue shirts—you uh, know—you wear a blue shirt if you're a leader. Uh, Dennis, you've been a part of our rapid response team, but you've also been on rebuild trips. I know Wednesday we're announcing. Eight Days of Hope 20, March 9th to March 16th. So again, uh, everyone around the world, tune in on Wednesday, uh, January 24th. We'll let you know where we're going. But why are you so passionate about Eight Days of Hope? Um, You know, I, I thought about that long and hard, and I, I think it's from my own personal experiences and the fact that, you know, my wife and I, we have been in uh, a lot of different places over the years. I was in the military. And uh, we've been hit by storms and had those kind of issues. And, um, and I think the passion comes from the fact that, you know, we want to be able to, to go out and help other folks when, when we know that their, their hope is starting to wane. And it's, mm-hmm. it's easy whenever you've got a lot of damage on your property and stuff like that, and you go, this is never going to be right again, you know. Um, after, after Hurricane Irene, we had 13 trees down here on our property, mm-hmm. and um, I mean, it looked really bad. And um, one of the elders from our church drove into our yard, and he looked around, and he said, Wow, Dennis, this looks really bad. And uh, he said, I just want you to know that we're going to be praying for you. And he, he turned around and drove out, and I was like, you know what I really needed is somebody with a chainsaw and some, some gloves <laughs> to come to help out. Oh, yeah. I, I mean— 
I absolutely believe in the power of prayer, but um, you know what? What we really do is we go and we are the physical manifestation of the hands and feet of Jesus. Mm. You know, we're we're there to actually help them clean up. You know, mm. so and I, I think that's my motivation, big time. Well, with that motivation in your 14 years, is there a story or two that really you go back to and say, this is why I do what I do? Oh, absolutely. And and I don't know how much time you've got, but we could spend hours doing that. <laughs> um, we, but one that stands out in my mind, we were in, um, where were we? We were in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And um, this young lady, her name was Deborah. And um, I had talked to her and... She knew we were coming to her property, and this is after the 140-mile-an-hour the winds that happened up there in Iowa, and um, and she told me, she said, you know, this my, my yard is just devastated. There's just, there's no way that it'll ever be right again, and she was caring for her mother who was in her 90s, mm. and um, <clears throat> anyway, we pulled up to the property, and I'm not exaggerating, she was standing out on the front porch crying. And so, you know, I walked up and I said, you know, is everything okay? And she goes, no, just look, you know, and she did. They they had a lot of tree damage. And she said, this will never be right. You'll never be able to get this done. And um, I said, well, just, you know, kind of show us around. And she's, she said, well, you're, you're not going to be able to go in through the side gate because there's too many trees in the way. And I said, well, just, you know, kind of take us around there. And so... Um, we looked and, and I said, I tell you what, um, let us, we'll just get started and we'll just start cutting and see how much we can get done. And she said, oh, it'll take you weeks. There's just no way. And so, you know, it's it just me and a couple of other guys with chainsaws and we literally cut our way into this um, back gate and we got all the limbs and stuff off of her back deck. And then some of the the folks who were volunteering with us were, were sitting on the back deck with her and her mom. And uh, about midway through the morning, I turned around to look and she's just, you know, cracking up at some joke that they had told. And she was just laughing and having a good time. And I'm, and I thought to myself, you know, this is what it's all about. And um, so anyway, long story short, we were, were done with her property before noon. Um, and, we were leaving, and she was just ecstatic. She was beaming, and she said, uh, you know, I never thought it was possible that you guys would be able to get this done, and certainly not in a day. And so she gave me a big hug, and um, we're standing out on her on her front um, sidewalk there, and uh, I backed up, and I, I tripped over um, a little shrub that was there. And she goes, oh, I'm sorry about that shrub, she says. I've hated that thing the whole time I've lived here, and I just wish it were gone. And I'm standing there with a chainsaw in my hand. <laughs> so, oh, here we go. <laughs> so, so I just crank the saw and whoop, cut, you know. And she goes, she goes, oh my gosh, I have got to get one of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, there is some training you got to do now if you're gonna handle that chainsaw. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Dennis! So you you've been to multiple places with Eight Days of Hope. Just share a little bit, and I know we want to talk about the training that's upcoming this this next week down in Mississippi. That that about half of the three hundred people are going to be able to attend, including yourself. But what some of the disasters and places you've traveled with Eight Days of Hope? Oh my goodness! Um, yeah, you know uh, what was it? a couple years ago, two or three years ago, we had uh, Hurricane Isaiah hit here in eastern North Carolina. 
And so we went down around Southport and we were down there helping the community um, and we were cutting trees. And we came back to the church that night and we saw on the news that they had had these straight line winds in Iowa, Cedar Rapids, Iowa. So I said, oh, my goodness, looks like we're going to Iowa. <laughs> so <laughs> yep, I literally I, I came home. I came home and, um, you know, Lori washed all my clothes and everything. And so we took off and went to Iowa and we were out there for a few weeks and uh, we were starting to clean up and finish things up. And, you know, then Hurricane Laura hit down in um, Louisiana. And I was like, okay, I guess we're going to Louisiana. (laughs) So, and so we took off and went down there and we, we were working in a church there and, and, you know, got a lot done and, so came home and we were exhausted and no kidding about a week later, what was it? Hurricane Delta hit. Yeah. And we went back to the same church. Louisiana. Louisiana. <laughs> and continued, oh my. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. We, we should and have so, a second home down you know, there. We've done that a few times. Yes. <laughs> right. Hurricane Ida. I mean, I just, it was nonstop for mm. about a three year period. Laura and Delta, it exactly. just it went on and flooding. And then they had a crazy, like, mm-hmm ice freeze that bursted right. pipes everywhere. So, so Dennis, you just, right. you go, you come home, clean your clothes, you go back out the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am home. Bye. I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh man. So Dennis, this week we've got some training going on and training is important because, you know, God has blessed eight days of hope. Again, more information about the ministry, go to eight days, hope.com on Wednesday, this upcoming Wednesday, we're announcing our 23 building trip, March 9th to the 16th. Those are the dates. Wednesday, we will announce where we're going, and you're invited. Yep, you're invited. You could be skilled, less skilled. You can bring your family. You can bring, uh, you know, your men's ministry group. Uh, bring your, your your fellow employees, churches. Come on down. Love to have you down. Uh, we'll let you know exactly where uh, on Wednesday. But but Dennis. This week, you know, training is important. God's blessed us with over $7 million of equipment, bobcats and bucket traps and trailers. And there's a lot of training that goes in that, that happens before we can deploy and to do it safely. Oh, absolutely. As a matter of fact, um, you know, we, we had just had training uh, right after Thanksgiving um, and we attended that training. And then we, of course, all the tornadoes came through Clarksville, Tennessee. And so we did a quick turn and went back there. Mm. Um, and it's amazing. I mean, we, we did the, we, we call it train the trainer um, type training where we, we learn how to teach other people how to do things. And Ooh, so that's, that's why, that's you know, when we have the training that's going to happen here at the end of this month, um, there's a whole bunch of us that now know how to do the training for not only, like you said, the lifts, the uh, bobcats, the mini skid steers, you know, chainsaws pretty much all of that stuff. Sure, so, sure. yeah, we, there's a lot of folks who have that capability now. Now, everything you just mentioned, Mike and I can't do any of that. <laughs> I'm just saying, where do we fit? <laughs> yeah, Mike, do, Mike's looking at me like, what, 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 I, I guess do we, we're, we're just the radio people, Mike. Yeah, That's it. We're okay. Just, <laughs> now, now there, are, there are some things Mike and I can do, but chainsaws, I don't know why. They've never given me a chainsaw. Mike, they I just can, won't let me hold Well, mine. I think I know why. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dennis. I was going to say that, but I'm, oh, going to, I'm only kidding. Oh, man. Well, Dennis, we've only got a couple of minutes, but somebody's listening today, and on Wednesday, they're going to hear where we're going to go on a rebuild trip March 9th to March 16th. If they're listening today, just 60 seconds, tell them why they should come with us in March, no matter where we're going. Well, you know, what's, what's interesting about a rebuild trip, of course, is it's family-friendly. They can bring their kids. 
Um, and, and everybody is welcome. And if you think you don't have the skills, you're wrong. Mm. I mean, um, if, if you can clean a bathroom, if you can, you know, cook, if you can sweep a floor, anything, um, is going to be fair game at a rebuild trip. And I think the, the most interesting thing that I have learned from the rebuild trips is, is the, the land has already been plowed. God Mm. is there. Yes. And so true. if you go and expect miracles, you'll absolutely see them. And it's, it's, it's fun to be around. Not only that, but the people who show up are people <laughs> yeah. who have driven a thousand miles yeah. to come and help people that they've never met before in their lives. Man. These are folks that you want to hang out with. I yeah. guarantee you. And they you, become your they're, friends. They're a lot of fun to be around. And they become your friends. Oh my goodness. It's like a family reunion. It is. It really is. And, um, yeah, it, yeah uh, it, Steve Jones was one of the ones that said that uh, it's like a family reunion, except um, all the people there are the people that you like. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. I don't know if I'll second that publicly because in case my family's <laughs> listening, but 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 I, I get to where you're coming from. Uh, Dennis, thank you for who you are in Christ. Thank you for your leadership. Um, love your smile, love your heartbeat. Some of these outreaches we go to, Mike, you mm-hmm. see people that you really love and want to hang right. out with, but everyone's like going, you know, you have, you have a little conversation, sure. but, but there's people ready to be served and right. because we're servants, that's what we want to do. But Dennis, enjoy the training, say hi to everyone. And we'll be praying for you and the others as they go through the training. But yeah, if you want to meet Dennis, eight days of hope 20, we're announcing it on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a feeling Dennis, you're going to be there. I am. Absolutely. <laughs> of course. He doesn't know where yet, but he'll find out on Wednesday. I love it. Dennis, God bless you, brother. Have a great day. Mm. All right, Steve. Thanks. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. Dennis Millsap, one of the volunteer leaders with the Ministry of Eight Days of Hope. Hey, if you want to be in the loop of what we're doing, uh, whenever we move, we move quick sometimes, right? Just text the word HOPE. H-O-P-E, text that to 86373 to get our text alerts. Again, text the word HOPE. Do that right now. Pull out your phone, HOPE, H-O-P, text it to 86373. Training is important, Mike. You can't give somebody sure. a 80,000-hour bobcat. I mean, people can 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 get hurt. And, Absolutely. And, and there's been some fatal accidents, thankfully, not with ADs HOPE, but there's mm-hmm. been volunteers. I think sure. there was a volunteer this year that was serving in Alabama after the tornadoes. Uh, with another organization and a tree. Mm. And again, accidents happen, but training is so important. And we're so thankful for Dennis and the other leaders. And I like what he said. We're training people to train others. I love it. And so if you're a volunteer and you're listening and you come out uh, and you don't know much how to operate a a bobcat or even a chainsaw, you can get trained to do so through those that are being trained to train you. Amen. (laughs) Amen. We want to thank some of the radio stations that carry Hope Reigns every week, like WATP in Laurel, Mississippi. That's WATP. And also in Beaufort, North Carolina. Probably said that wrong, Beaufort. WXBE in North Carolina. And then KZFT in Beaumont, uh, Texas, Finette, Texas as well. I hope I said that right. 
I'm so excited for Wednesday, mm-hmm. and we we're going to need a lot of prayer. We need volunteers, and we are praying that God will send uh, the resources. Mike, we're going to have to raise hundreds of thousands of dollars to help a okay. hundred families. The goal we'll announce Wednesday is we're going to help one hundred families rebuild their homes in eight days. That means twenty five families getting mm-hmm. windows and twenty five families getting new roofs and carpentry and electrical. But I'm really excited for Wednesday. Absolutely, I have a thought. I have a vibe if you want to say it that way, and an impression that this is going to be a powerful trip, a powerful move of God. The finances will be met, Amen. and we'll have enough volunteers to get the jobs done. Oh, I hope so. Would it be fun? You know, for years, we averaged 3,000 volunteers, and after COVID, we've dropped that number now, averaged about 1,300. Sure. Now, that's a huge number. Still, I was telling yeah. the long-term recovery group of the, of the city that we're going to that, you know, we've averaged 1,300 the last three trips. They're like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I thought they were going to be disappointed because they had heard we had, you know, 3,000 sure. in Tupelo, Mississippi in 2000. We had 4,600 people in Houston. There's room for you. We will provide food and lodging on Wednesday, sign up for our text alerts. But if you did not, sign up for our email alerts at 8dayshope.com. But listening, uh, be listening on American Family Radio. We'll make an announcement on WDCX up in Buffalo as well, Southern Ontario, where, where we're also, this program is shared. But it will be live on our Facebook page, either 10 or 11 Central Time. So we're going to the Central Time Zone. I'll give mm-hmm. you a hint. We're going to the Central Time Zone. And the hint is? That's the hint. Oh, okay. <laughs> that wasn't a great hint, was it? That's a great. So you knocked out the East Coast and the West Coast. No, we're not going to Hawaii. I'm sorry, but yeah. uh, we'll be announcing that on Wednesday. Exciting. Thanks some of our national partners, like uh, our friends at the Christian Music Festivals around the country. We'll have some videos playing this year at every Christian Music Festival, from Kingdom Bound to Rise Fest to uh, Alive and everywhere else. Uh, also want to thank our friends down at Crescent Memorial in Tupelo, Mississippi. Uh, Terry Jackson, the team, amazing, amazing partners. And then Joyce Meyer Ministries. They have a ministry called Hand of Hope. They are so instrumental, especially with our Safe House ministry. Be praying for our Safe House volunteers as they get ready to go back in a couple months. Uh, we're building a $7.5 million campus in Ohio with Safe Harbor. It'll be the largest Safe House for girls rescued from trafficking in the Northeast and eventually in the nation. So a lot going mm, on. Exciting. We've got 30 seconds. Any big plans this week, Mike? Oh, boy, I'll tell you. Um, I Nothing comes to mind right oh, now, well, but you, you know what a day brings. Okay. You, you, you make a plan and then boom. Uh, well, you, well, let me tell you, during the break, I was watching the weather forecast for uh, your neck of the woods. And, oh, and it has changed and it's coming. So get those snow blowers, snow blowers and those no, shovels get them, ready. Get them rolling. Be yeah. thankful you live down south and not in upstate New York this week. <laughs> but anyways, hey, thanks for joining us. My name is Steve Tiber. Hang out with Mike Fiello. You've been listening to Hope Rains. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from 8 Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.